Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM Life Changing Radio, WJMM. So grateful for your support of this radio station, for all the shows on this radio station. Um, yesterday, we were talking about how to recover from responding to the wrong invitation. The answer is always Jesus, but we talked about how the world, the devil, our flesh, ourself, and sin give us bad invitations of come and see, follow me, and go and tell. But then Jesus gives us the same invitation of come and see, follow me, and go and tell. I always like to call this the Jesus model of leadership, uh, but it's also it also can be called the Jesus model of rescuing the broken and the lost. Someone asked me the other day how I found Jesus. I respectively responded by saying, Jesus was never lost. I was. Jesus found me. Jesus forgave me. Jesus saved me. Jesus lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet upon a rock. He gave me a firm place to stand. He broke my addictions. He gave me a new heart with new and right desires. He gave me a new identity. He gave me the Holy Spirit. He gave me a home in heaven. He declared me clean, free, and set free. But I had to respond to his three invitations. And here they are. Come and see. Follow me. And now go and tell. That's what I'm doing on this radio show today is go and tell. I'll do that for the rest of my life. I'll do that till I breathe my last breath. See, if something is mentioned in all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, then that means it must be very important to God. And the Jesus invitation of come and see, follow me, then go and tell is mentioned in all four Gospels. See, Jesus tells everyone to come and see. He ministered to the masses because God so loved the world. And God so loved everyone that he performed signs and wonders throughout his ministry. We were talking about that earlier this week when Jesus was on his miracle tour doing miracles. He healed the sick, raised the dead, cast out evil spirits, defeated the works of the devil, fed the thousands with just a prayer, and demonstrated that he was the Christ, the true Son of God. And with everyone he encountered, he preached one simple message over and over in Matthew 4, 17. From that time, he began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And he would preach about the kingdom of heaven to everyone who would listen, but not until they heard the central message of repentance. But not everyone took him up on his second invitation. Follow me. See, many came to see, but few actually followed. They deserted him. Jesus once lost an entire congregation talking about his body and his blood. But to all of his disciples, he combined the invitation of come and see and follow me. See, what does it mean to follow him? Ask that question to 100 people and you get 100 different answers. When Jesus said, follow me, he was giving an invitation to live like him. Yes, to love like him, but to obey like him, to be holy like him, to be committed to his father like him, to be committed to the word like him. To those that followed, Jesus personally discipled them so they could make disciples. To pray like him, to be led by the Holy Spirit like him, to pray for the sick like him, to cast out evil spirits like him, to teach like him, to actually do what Jesus did. But even greater, those are the words of Jesus, to remain in him, to obey like him, to fully devote your life to the kingdom of heaven like him. Come and see, follow me, die to yourself, live the crucified life where people only see Christ crucified in you. And once you do that, now go and tell. This is the Jesus model of leadership. Come and see, follow me, go and tell. You see, before the start of most sports uh, like baseball or football, they have what's called preseason or exhibition games that get them prepared for the regular season. Right now, Major League Baseball is having preseason baseball games. 
Well, before Jesus died and rose from the grave and returned to his disciples, he would periodically send them out to go and testify about him and do what Jesus did, like heal the sick and cast out evil spirits. It sort of was like preseason because they were not fully trained yet. Yet, but they needed someone to go with them to help them. And that person had not yet arrived on the scene. Watch this. Look, look what it says in Luke 24. It says, then he opened their minds, verse 45, to understand the scriptures. I love that. Then he opened their minds to understand, to understand the scriptures. And then he said, yes, it, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all nations, beginning in Jerusalem. There, and here's the central message again. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. You are witnesses of all these things. And now I will send the Holy Spirit, just as my father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. In Matthew 28, it says this. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, here's the promise, I will be with you always to the very end of age. Come and see, follow me, and go and tell. See, whatever invitation you have not accepted to this day, you now have the opportunity to accept this RSVP. See, when an invitation comes out and you get an invitation, it typically has those four letters inscribed on it. Please RSVP. So how do you RSVP to the invitation that Jesus gives? Well, the R stands for repent of your sins. Again, that's the central message. Repent and turn from your sins. That's what the S is. Repent of your sins is the R. S is start running in a new direction. Opposite of living in your sins. You see, to repent is to turn from your sins and turn to Jesus. That's why the R is repent of your sins. The S is start running in a new direction with Jesus. The V stands for verbalize your faith by declaring your trust in Jesus with your mouth and in your heart. Why is that important? Well, Romans 10, 9 through 10 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead. The Bible says you're going to be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So it has to be a heart decision and it has to be done with a prayer that's said out loud. So that's the RSV. The P stands for pledge your allegiance to Jesus Christ. I would say pledge and plunge. Both things. Pledge and plunge. Pledge your allegiance to Jesus Christ's word, the Father and the Holy Spirit, and plunge your past by getting baptized because that's the very next thing that you should do as a step of faith, uh, telling the entire world that you're going public with an inward decision you made to accept Jesus Christ by verbalizing with your mouth that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, but really believing it in your heart. Come and see, follow me, and go and tell. Because that's that's. That's the pathway, and that's how you respond to the Jesus invitation of come and see, follow me, and go and tell. See, a lot of us don't have a problem with parts of that, to come and see. Oh, you're all about come and seeing, but to follow me and to go and tell, 
are two different things. You see, you see, a lot of us are still want to call the shots, or a lot of us want to shape Jesus into how we live, but that's not how Jesus rolls. That's not how Jesus works. There was a pastor called Shane Pruitt, and he wrote this blog called A Plato Jesus. I'm going to read it to you, and here's what it says. He says, my wife, uh, Casey, and I have five children. Our oldest two are both girls, 11 and 6, and they both love to play with Play-Doh. I love Play-Doh. I grew up playing in, with Play-Doh. The reason we all liked Play-Doh as children is because we believed that we could create anything we wanted. We'd mold, we'd shape, and bend. Plus, if we didn't like how it was turning out, we could pick everything up, roll it in a ball, and start over. I believe that this is the same reason why so many people love to talk about Jesus, but don't actually read the Bible. In fact, we've heard all, we've all heard people say such things, I love Jesus, but I don't love the Bible. I have a deep respect for Jesus, but I don't agree with everything the Bible says. So is it possible that we're worshiping a Play-Doh Jesus? Meaning the main reason we don't have an issue with Jesus is because it's a Jesus that we've created by our own imagination. We'll shape, mold, and bend him to be whatever we want him to be. And then the very moment that particular Play-Doh Jesus no longer appeases us, we just roll him up, start over, and we create a different Jesus more to our liking. When we do this, we're not worshiping the Jesus of the Bible but rather a Jesus that we've created in our own minds. See, the Jesus of the Bible will often, on a regular basis, disrupt our lives, call us to difficult things, and stand in opposition to our personal preferences. He often does the opposite of what we think we should. So let's be honest. His holiness, his demand, his demand upon us to deny ourselves, and his commandments to love others— can all get pretty annoying in our pursuit of happiness. See, the Jesus of the Bible challenges our indulgences. He contests the, e the egoistic fine art of looking out for number one. So our natural inclination to shape Jesus into something more palatable to our personal opinions and preferences. So listen, that's our natural, natural inclination is to shape Jesus into our personal opinions and preferences. Left to our own natural devices, we don't, want to be, we don't want to be created in God's image. We want to be created in our own image. We don't want him to be the one in control. We want to be in control. It's called playing God. We don't want him to be the potter and for us to be the clay. We want to be the potters and for him to be the clay in our hands. We want to shape and mold our God to care about what we care about. We, we want to label Jesus as a Republican or a Democrat. We want to picture him as white, black, or brown. We, we want him to be passionate about what we're passionate about. We want him to be angry about what we're angry about. And we think he should tolerate what we tolerate. Well, if this idea of what you've created Jesus to be is what comes to mind when you worship, pray, sing, lift your hands, give, serve, and live, then ultimately all it is is idolatry. It is the worship of some created idol that you've made and you are worshiping a misrepresentation of the God of the Bible one to whom you've simply attached the name Jesus it's sinful on our part because it's not the true Jesus of the Bible that we're worshiping if you truly love the Jesus of the Bible then you will also love the Bible that tells us all about him and you'll live your life accordingly
We know nothing about the person in the life of Jesus apart from the Holy Scriptures and the Holy Spirit who guides us in those Holy Scriptures when we're submitted to the power and the leading of the Holy Spirit. A disciple is someone who knows the Jesus in the Bible and knows the Word of God. So let me ask you, is your life defined by someone who is constantly filled with the Holy Spirit, who when you open up the Word of God, you hear the voice of God through the Holy Spirit. You're getting convicted by the Word of God. And the Word of God is is triumphing over your life. And the Word of God trumps everything in your life. It now becomes the authority over your life. And it's more important than your ideas, your ideals, your priorities, your preferences, your feelings, your emotions, your circumstances, everything that you are, everything that you want to be. Your life now is defined by how the Holy Spirit is speaking to you in and through the Word of God. And the Word of God is now directing your life through the power of the Holy Spirit. It is time to put the Play-Doh down. We don't serve a Play-Doh Jesus. We serve the real Jesus, who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I encourage you today, submit your life. To love Jesus is to obey him, to submit to him, and live the crucified life consecrated to him so that you'll be blessed in everything that you say and do. I hope that this has encouraged you to to redirect the course of your life, to live your life for Jesus Christ. Thanks again for tuning in to the Encounter Radio Show.